Hi, my name is Catherine Mahoney, and I'm passionate about intuition, business, and living your best life, and helping you navigate the ups and downs of the wild ride we call life. I'm an entrepreneur, intuitive advisor dedicated to guiding others to success, winning national awards in business and leadership, and featured in MSNBC, USA Today, and the Business Journal, just to name a few, speaking to audiences just like yourself. I teach successful business leaders in honing their intuition, creating certainty, and taking aligned action. I'll give you a straight talk with humor. Business, intuition, and mindset are just a few of the topics we discuss discuss here. Be ready for fun, insightful journey with me. Reveal hidden secrets, be challenged and inspired. This is the Clearly Catherine podcast. Hey friends, I just want to tell you about a sponsor I have. It's Anchor.fm. It's a podcasting hosting and it's free. It's so cool. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. In fact, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. You can make money from your podcast day one. I mean, right when you start. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one cool, easy, simple place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your first podcast. Hi, welcome to episode one. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about intuition and a little bit of decision making, I think, in this, and we'll just see where it goes from here. So let's get started. Intuition, it's a really intangible thing. So interesting to me. I have friends and uh, coworkers and clients that Think of intuition as a lot of different things. Some immediately connect with the word and know exactly what I'm talking about. Some use inner knowing, very similar, same thing really. Some use gut, trust your gut. I do find that the trust your gut sometimes can mean different things to different people. So that can be a little bit different. I also have some friends that think of your trust your gut as using your instinct like that instinctual feeling and picking all the information together. It is slightly different. Well, I'm going to be honest. It's more than slightly different. It is animal instinct, that fight or flight. That's what we're talking about when we say the instinct. And some people think of trust your gut for that. But what we're going to talk about right now is intuition, the depth of certainty one can be in where nothing can push them off their path. You can maybe get, you know, a little teetery or, you know, lose your balance a little bit, but completely fall off into the depth of the ocean or blow away into the wind of overjoy. That's not intuition. Intuition gives you a depth of certainty once practiced, listened to, and followed on a regular basis can keep you stable on your path. And I don't know about you, but that's definitely something I enjoy having in my life and and practiced hard to get in my life. And so if it is something that you are in regular practice of, or want to advance further, then hopefully we can have a great conversation today about it. Certainty and intuition is something that we need, especially in the business world, but in our lives as well. Who doesn't want to be certain? So what does it mean? I always think about, um, let's say a ping pong ball. 
Okay, so you got a ping pong ball, it's a light plastic, it's full of air, not any special air, just regular air. And we have a bucket full of water. Put the ping pong ball on top, you can throw it hard in, it'll still make sure it stays on the top of the water. Ping pong ball is going to float along in flow of the water. If you stir it up, if you splash it around, it is going to bounce around in flow with the water. I keep saying in flow with because that's something I always seek to achieve to stay within flow of what comes with me and, and stay on track and stay stable. And no matter what comes ahead, what rough waters come ahead or bumps in the road, I can easily maneuver around them or over them without completely popping a tire or drowning. So that's where we're thinking about this inflow. So this ping pong ball, now it's gonna stay there, but what if we put pressure on it? So if you take your hand and you put it on top of the ping pong ball and you slowly push it to the bottom of the water. Now that ping ball is gonna struggle. It's gonna try to sneak out between your thumb and your fingers, around the back of your hand by your pinky, maybe pop out by your wrist. It's gonna struggle because it, the purpose is to be in flow on top of the water. So you can take it all the down, let's say you're able to get it without grasping it with your hand, by the way. <laughs> take it down and you can hold it down there and then quickly take your hand right out of the water and the ping pong ball might pop up to the top, it might bounce a little bit, but it will land smoothly on the water, just floating there as happy as the day goes by. Now you can pop it around a little bit. It might bounce if the waves get high, but it is going to be consistently on the water more than not. And that's that flow. So if you think of yourself as the ping pong ball, you wanna stay securely on the water. You can bounce on the top, but you're gonna stay there. You might be able to be pushed down in the water a bit by pressure or stress or the depth of the world, <laughs> but you will find your place back on the water again. The goal is to do it as quickly as possible and knowing that you are no longer on top of the water. So when you're pushing it down, the ping pong ball, it is trying to find a way around your hand to get up back to the top of the water. This is the state that practicing your intuition, practicing being in flow will put you in, which I think actually is pretty exciting. I know it gets sold a lot of, you know, you meditate every day or, you know, you practice law of attraction or you, you know, be in vibration, all of these different things, positive thoughts, positive energy, all of the stuff that for somehow one magical day after practicing and practicing, you just stay there. You stay in this perfect bliss 24 hours a day for the rest of your life. That is the biggest hogwash I have ever heard. Let me just tell you that right now. There is never going to be a day, a year that's gonna be like that. There's always gonna be those rough water times, those bouncing along before it gets smooth. It just is how it is. If you think about it, you would never know what bliss is or appreciate it completely if that's all you had and that's all you knew. Practice means that 
you're continually getting better at something, which also means you're not perfect at it yet. Helpful hint, probably figured that out by now. But so what we're going to talk about is how do you manage this everyday life we're in? We cannot get around of bills and people and kids and dogs and jobs and clients and just life in general, right? We won't even talk about the rest of the world and stuff going on at the moment. We're just going to think about like our day-to-day lives can be tad hectic to say the least and lots of unexpected things can happen. So if you don't want to be drowned and stuck at the bottom, then you need to figure out how to quickly identify when you are no longer stably, certainty, calmly, in flow, naturally floating on the water. So what is the difference? Okay, so if you push down a little bit on the ping pong, it's, you know, maybe not all the way under. Can you tell the difference? Do you know? Do you know when you're starting to go down or do you only notice when you're in the depths and then it's, you have to fight your way back up? How quickly can you identify when you are out of flow, when you are no longer floating on the water? And that is the key. The key is to create a practice for yourself that can help you quickly move back. There are lots of different things you can do. It just really depends on how deep you go and how long you hang out there. So finding your practices, some are just simple things. I like to use everything always works out for me. And then if it's really holding me down there, then I will start going through every time anything's ever worked out for me, ever. Small, sometimes as far as I can go. Sometimes I can just hit the big stuff, maybe all the way in between. But I'll start listing that for myself, all the things that have worked out, all the things that have come together, all the things in any circumstance that worked out for me. I give it proof. And as I begin to build the proof, I begin to work my way back up. That is my method. There's a lot of different ones. And as we move forward, we'll talk about them more. But if you want to use that one, you're more than happy to. I share it with you to do that. But the big thing is recognizing when you are no longer in flow as quickly as possible to get back into flow. Now, when you start this process, you may be out of flow for days or a week before you can pop back in. Maybe the next time, instead of a week, it's six days. The next time, it's five days. Next day, it's three days. Next day, it's two. Next day, it's one. Next day, it's an hour. And then you'll go back. You might have a day when you're back in the depth, but you're able to get back in. Eventually, a week is unheard of unless... It's something really huge. And that's the thing. You want to recognize quickly when you're out of flow and switch it. You may need to do something else. Maybe you need to switch your energy, like what you're doing, your state, as some people like to say. Do you need to jump around a little bit, play some music, go for a drive, go for a run, go for a walk? Sometimes taking a shower will work. What is it that you need to do to make that shift and then keep it going? And you might have to do like... I'm just suddenly driving a stick shift jumped in my head. So we're going to go with that. You might have to be changing gears a lot. Okay. I'm, all right. I'm in fifth gear. I'm going to work into fourth gear. I might need to work into third gear. Uh-oh. Back into fourth gear. I need to go back. I can be able to jump to second gear. You know, you might have to jump around a little bit. And that's okay. Be at ease with yourself. This is not about being perfect. This is not about being happy all the time. 
this is not about having this perfectly blissful life constantly. It would be actually really boring. You wouldn't like it after a while. We all need a little challenge to keep us on our toes. So put that practice in and I think that you will find that you will start to be in flow more. The more you are in flow, the more you are able to keep your mind in sync and in alignment and in flow, the more your intuition will start clicking in. So let's talk about this whole intuition thing. What is it? I think of intuition as the information provided to you from the universal consciousness. So if we think of the universe as holding all of the knowledge of eternity of the life of our universe and every galaxy and everyone that came before us and that is to come, holds everything because time is not linear. So intuition is being quiet, whatever your quiet is, and allowing information to flow, a solution to come, an answer to join you, and a knowing and certainty that that is the direction to go, a knowing and certainty that keeps you steady on your path, keeps you floating on the water. And when you get into that state that calm, when that information comes, it is from all other knowledge collected before. So for example, there has been research studies on intuition. In fact, there's a lot going on in the last five years and more. It's very fascinating. I'm I'm looking forward to getting into that with all of you soon. But what I do want to talk about is the fact that some research has shown, and this is where I'm getting at for information, that One group is given so much information, it's nearly, I mean, there's no way they can't make a right answer, right? They've just got every possible data to get them to the right decision that is available. And another group is given only, I don't know, three to five pieces of information. What has been found is that the group that has the most information available to them tend to get the the answer incorrect. And the group that has the least amount of information tends to get the information correct. So what does that mean? How does it go back to that universal consciousness? So the universal consciousness has all of the information, okay? But you are not seeking out an answer from compiled amounts of information you are seeking out an answer from the basics that you have and allowing other experience and knowledge to give you a direction. The other thing about getting this answer, your intuitive knowing where to go, what to do, how to do it, it is for that time, that moment And it may not be so clear that it is like a goal. You know, goals, they say, you know, get really specific on what you want. Do you want a bicycle? Okay, what kind of bicycle do you want? Do you know the brand? Is it a red bicycle? Is it a Schwinn? Is it a 10 speed? Is it a 20 speed? Is it a mountain bike? Is it a road bike? Be as specific as possible of what you want. That is not intuition. Just let me be clear. That is goal setting. 
not the same. So my experience in intuition is I don't know the specifics. Like I just know there's somewhere I have to be to get me to where I want to go. And where I want to go may just be a space, a feeling, a very generalized explanation. For example, I knew that I wanted to work in big business and policy and something to do with Washington, D.C. This was a long time ago, not current. And I knew that there was an organization that had a conference that I could attend that was going to provide me the opportunity to do whatever this was that I was supposed to do. And I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I was supposed to be somewhere in DC working with business and policy. That's all I had. Had no other description, nothing. I just knew that's where I had to be. I also knew that in order to get there through the best, most efficient path possible, I had to be at an event that I was not invited to. I knew nothing about this event, nor the people there, or what it was I was trying to accomplish from this event. I just knew that I had to meet whomever I had to meet to go to wherever it was I thought I needed to go to, to be in this business policy realm at the highest level. Now, if you listen to this example, there is a very little specific in what I knew. Very little. The specifics I knew, what the organization was, the details I could get on that. I didn't even know who was going to be at that. And DC, policy, that was about it. And from that meeting, I made wonderful lifelong friends. And I got into DC policy, politics, and big business makes upcoming or make suggestions, please go to my Facebook group at Clearly Catherine Podcast. That's the next thing. That's that's the next thing I'm supposed to do. That's an, and I just followed that. Now, 